program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. No, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. Hey, that's us. Hey, everybody. Happy to be here with you. It is our final show of the week, thanks to softball tomorrow. But, heck, maybe they don't blow seven-run leads. They're a good team. So it'll be good to hear uh, softball and (laughs) then baseball. Man, how how the uh, narrative has changed in one day. Yesterday we're going, this feels a lot. I was the one who brought it up. Feels a lot like the COVID year when they were... What were they? Nineteen one, sixteen mm-hmm. one, whatever they were. Yeah. Now we're like they never. They may never win another. Yeah, game. they're they're done. <laughs> I mean, no chance at all. So of course we'll talk what happened last night with baseball. Just a a fluke. It's not going to happen that often uh, the rest of the year. So don't worry. Don't freak out about that. And how about uh, the nope. basketball game? Do you know of any basketball or baseball teams that have ever gone undefeated? I'm going to go with no. No. Okay, so you you're gonna and. I, I think you and I talked about this a little bit at the golf course today. I said, this could end up being a good thing for him. You know, uh, you realize you got to play on 27 outs and you got to, uh, you kind of know who you can count on out yep. of the bullpen. That's what uh, this part of the year is finding out. And I think you uh, will certainly see Sully do some things about it. I, I just would not want to be a part of practice today. No, he's going to be the, uh, pretty rough. He may go uh, lopes on him. <laughs> I would say. He may. What if he does the uh, outlines and chalk. pictures and chalk? On the pictures, man. Yeah, that no. would be great. Yeah. In fact, I would suggest that he do that. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. I should have told him that story so he could pull that off one time because obviously none of these guys have seen it. What game was that after that he did that? I don't remember. I think it was a Miami series. Yeah, and he yeah he actually drew chalk outlines in the bullpen yeah, with the caution tape yeah. like crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it was pretty hilarious on some of the things that he would do. So he was hard. I mean, you yeah. you and I mean a lot of people. Uh, look, one of the, my favorite people in the world, in the world. Mm-hmm. By the way, I talked to another of my favorite people in the world, but I can't get into a lot of what he said. Um. That was Charlie Strong. I told you about what he mm-hmm. said, but anyway. Yeah. No, that is good. And I should have bet on the basketball game last night. Although You weren't thinking that. No, when <laughs> when I saw some of the scores throughout, like I saw it at first, it was 26 to 12 or something. I was like, man, that was like the shoe-in bet of the year. And then exactly. halftime, they were like about to tie it. And I didn't see any of the game, so I can't talk about any well, of it. You'll have to do that part. Yeah, but you didn't see uh, the incident with the fan. I saw it on Twitter. Okay, so, um, you know, everybody freaked out about it, and it was, yeah, it, it, it you can't do that. You can't. But I, I, I do want to take his side just for a second. Okay. I'm not saying what he did was right, but if you look at the tape, he is pointing to a spot where he thought the guy stepped out of bounds and then 
uh, Casey Wallace comes out and kind of engages his arm. But still, you can't have your arm where it's able to be engaged. But when he does, he kind of reacts to it, thinking it's just one of his uh, buddies. Buddies at the Florida gym. So I'm like uh, Jimmy Dykes, who I think is the the biggest idiot in the world. Uh, wants him banned from all sporting events forever. Wow. And I'm like, nah, he shouldn't be allowed to sit courtside ever again. I would I would agree with you there. If he wants to come to the game and sit up top, he's like, yeah, that's, can't interfere that's down stupid. There. But it was it was a bad look for in a, in a year of bad looks for the Gators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they I guess played pretty hard at least, which is good. Hey, I thought they were done four times, and they kept coming back making shots. They shot it better than they they've shot it all year. Uh, I think they shot fifty percent for the game. So they played hard and give them credit, but I mean this obviously yeah. is a road to nowhere that they're going on. Yeah, just not good enough. All right, well, always great calls, so uh, we've got one that is ready to chat right away. So let's get to them. Hey Dan, welcome to the tailgate. I'm Kyle, Jeff, how you gentlemen doing today? Great, good. Well, I want to get your thoughts on uh, these, these assistant coach vacancy situations. You see what what your uh, what you guys thought of this. Well, I, I think it's actually, at least for Patrick Tony, it's kind of it, it proves that he was a really good coach. And uh, obviously a lot of people didn't like the system last year and they didn't like the results and, and everything that was going on. But it's a guy that Billy Napier really believed in and felt that he was the man for this job. And a lot of other people across the country felt that Patrick Tony was a really good coach. And I think that's evident that a NFL team would come find a, a 32-year-old guy and want to have him a part of the organization. So I think I'm I'm fine with, with that. I know a lot of Gator fans probably were happy, but to me it's it's almost like you're you're a little bit sad because I think that he would have eventually gotten the defense to where it was at the tail end of Louisiana and he would have gotten the right guys in here and he knows what he's doing. Um you got another guy right. that's coming in here now to run the defense that has very similar resume and situation, but and and again, Alabama thought he was a good enough coach, so they hired him. So why not go and and get that guy? And he's got some ties to Billy, so you like it there. As far as the uh, the offensive stuff, you know, I'm not sure how much uh, Coach Piegler was doing with the tight ends anyway. So that's not a big deal. I think you can now structure. They weren't very productive. No, and you can structure that job to bring in somebody else with a really good offensive mind that can maybe even help call plays or do something different. So I think I'm, I'm I mean, it's, it's yeah, and fine. Then, and then Kerry Colbert leaving. Today, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, there's a reason why these guys are all going to the NFL. The NFL is a better job than Florida. Yeah. That's the bottom line. If somebody wants right. to offer you an NFL job and start your pension and you don't have to recruit and you don't have to deal with NIL, you don't have to deal with transfer portal, you are – going to probably take it so uh, i think that's a l- little bit of it well i mean the only thing that strikes me a little bit weird is i mean number one it's it's a it's what a week or two before spring practice starts and then the gators with you know the losing record last year it just seems a bit odd to me that all of a sudden we've, we've got coaches that are, are a hot commodity in the nfl i mean does it does any of that strike you guys as weird? No, I think it just shows you that it was a really good coaching staff, and they just don't have the players here yet. I mean, look at look I at what they did with that, a couple yeah. of the wide receivers. I mean, Colbert's a, a, a really good coach. 
So you don't read anything as far as, uh, I mean, any, it's no red flags to you guys as far as relationship with, with Napier or anything. There's no under undercurrent. To no, not things. even close. He and, he and Patrick Tony were boys. Yeah, he, the way they he was defended close as he can get. Patrick Tony used to yeah. kind of tick me off, to be honest with you. The way yeah. they what now? The way he defended him. He would defend him oh, all okay. year. And okay. we, were, we were all, of course, we can't talk to him, but, um, I, I never thought he I, – look, I'm a big believer, and I said this on the radio yesterday after you got off, Jeff, that, yeah, they don't have great players, and they've got guys that were about themselves and not about the team. But if you've got this the worst defense in the history of the program, you've got to take some of the blame for it mm-hmm. if you're the coach, uh, the defense coordinator of that team. Uh, do I know whether he's a good or great or mediocre defensive coordinator? I don't know the answer to that. But um, now you can blame somebody else for it. So look at it that <laughs> Very way. Very true. But, yeah, Dan, I don't think it's any knock on Napier or guys not wanting to be here. They just, you know, a couple of them got offered better yeah, jobs. Yeah, why would they wait till the end of February to do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it just, it just struck me as odd, the timing of it. And then three three guys within two days, it just it just seemed a little bit weird, you know. Well, that's um, this is when the NFL calendar is going. It's not about the college calendar. It's about the NFL guys, new head coaches, filling their staffs. What does this What does this do, guys? As far as you know, you got these, and you got the, this recruiting class just just came in. Uh, uh, you know, the poor portal guys obviously coming in as well. I mean, what is this? How hard is it to start spring practice with you know either some new coaches or, or, or you know your understaffed on the coaches going into spring practice? You know, how does how does that affect it? It doesn't feel like it, it can be good. I mean, well, I mean, if if they're new players, they don't know the old system anyway, so yeah. it's not going to hurt any of the defensive guys. It's basically, a new team. Yeah, so. so it might hurt some receivers or tight ends that they don't have a position coach right now. But you would they will. think they, that it'll happen. Yeah, really it'll happen quick, before. Yeah. I mean, obviously Napier was kind of clued in on this beforehand, and this is all coming out at the at the same time. But listen, there's a lot of really good offensive minds out there that don't even have jobs right now that would probably be willing to leave in a second to come be a part of the Florida Gators. So I don't think you have to worry there. What is, what is it? What is the coach's name? The uh, came from Auburn. He's, he's like, he's an analyst position right now. You know, I think he was the passing game portal. What, what is his name? That, that Napier hired. I don't know. I, I don't know. It was a guy. I think, I think he was an ex ex coordinator at Auburn. And then, and then I believe we hired him as uh, on the support staff. I don't know. You don't. You don't. You don't remember that. I don't remember that. And I I will say though that, that I wouldn't be surprised if they put uh, elevate somebody from a analyst position to uh, to be the tight ends coach. But we'll see what happens there. Real quick, when you look at when you look at the Gator coaching staff as a whole, I mean. Uh, I mean, how do you how do you assess? You know, when you look last year, how do you assess the job? You know, I mean, do you see any weak links in that, or do you think it's a good staff? I think they went six and seven. That's all. I, that's the only thing that matters is how many games you win and lose, and so they went six and seven, and we'll see what if they're able to correct that. There's not many people out there that think they're not going to do better than six and seven this year. In fact, they'll. Probably, there's a lot of people that believe that getting to a bowl would be a, a major achievement for this team. So 
I, I don't know how good or bad the coaching staff is. I know what they weren't able to do last year. That's the only thing I can I can judge it by. And they weren't able to win enough games. And you look at the you look at the uh, the schedule next year, than the one even the following year, which is really even more brutal. The one the following year is is nobody has any idea what it's going to look like. So don't even think you you know what it. The two thousand. Well, the main thing I was looking at there was the uh, the out of conference. Yeah, man. they're not going to. Yeah. That's not going to be the same as what it is right now. So it's going to be okay. totally changed. Okay. Yeah. They're going to read okay because 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 of, of Oklahoma and Texas. Well, if they go all. to if they go to nine now if they go to eight, if they stay at eight, which I don't think they will, but if they go to nine, they will definitely drop at least one of the teams that are on their non conference schedule. Well, you look. You guys, you know, you guys have been at this a long time, you, and you know how tough it is. You know, the the the, the, the Gator fan base. It's 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 pretty brutal. What is, I mean, Napier, I mean, I, to me, everything he's he done in his first year, I mean, I mean, the record wasn't good, but, I mean, getting, you know, getting that the ball rolling, I mean, getting this, the, the, you know, the, the ball facility completed, implementing a support staff, hiring coaches, all they did. I mean, there is a lot of positive people don't don't see. I mean, and the recruiting is, is way above what it had been, in my opinion. I mean, I, I just hope that, that, that this guy can stay around enough times. I, I think if, if we give him enough time, he can do some big things. Yeah, they've got to figure out NIL and how all that stuff's working because that's a part of the game now. But I think they're doing a really good job in understanding what it takes and putting everything together right. If there was no NIL, I think he's doing it great. I mean, he's got a lot of players that are coming to town that never even had Florida on their radar. So I, I think he's making an impact throughout – a lot of different high schools in, in the state and certainly the southeast, everything that he's doing. I mean, you got a lot of really good big-time players coming here. And I think other schools just right now are a little bit more bright lights when they show up and they see a bunch of trophies and playoffs and different things, and certainly with NIL and money. So Napier will get there. I think he's, he's doing it the right way. He's got a staff that understands how to get the right people here. And now you just got to win a little bit more to ensure that that's going to happen. And yeah, a shot of NIL, but I mean, I, you, you can't place. I mean, that's was something. I mean, I, I don't even. I don't think any of us totally understand this NIL thing. Maybe not even Napier. I don't know, based on what he says. But I mean, the shot of thing. I mean, it just seemed like such a can of worms, didn't it? I mean, I, I don't know the thirteen million thing. If I if there's any validity to that, it seems like that's just a totally false number. But maybe it wasn't. I don't uh, know. Whatever it was, I, I'm done with Rashada. I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. It's so it's it's become tiresome, and yeah, uh, no, yeah, a lot yeah, of stories that people want to uh, talk about that are not necessarily true. Um, but look, I I don't know I don't know if this if this coach. Or the staff is going to work. I think it is. I, I mean, Jeff and I have both talked about this, that we like the plan, but the results have not been what we thought they would be, and there's no reason to think they're going to be great next year. So um, we'll see. We'll see if they, if, if they take a step forward next year instead of a step back, which they may take, but um, – Bottom line is they uh, they got to get a quarterback before before we even start trying yeah, to figure out what kind of season it's going to be. It's pretty pretty scary where we're at with all that. But 
this Lagway kid, I mean, this kid's, I mean, based on all, you know, this kid seems like a, just a stellar individual. I, yep. I don't know. I mean, if he, I think he'll be I here. Just, I think he'll be here next year. I mean, I sure hope so, because, man, he's yep. a heck of a kid. Yep, you know? they need him. Uh, all right, Dan, appreciate all your stuff. Thank you very much, guys. Yep. Appreciate your information. Have a great day. Yes, sir. Thank you. And with that, we get going. We'll take a break and uh, keep it rolling. The Titan MRI hotline is hot. So uh, get in line, 392-8255. Join us here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Shelby Heckman. Tonight, the Gators women's basketball team takes on conference rival Alabama here in Gainesville. The last time these two teams met, the Gators claimed an 85-77 victory in Tuscaloosa and will look to do it again at home. Tune in here for coverage beginning at 545 with tip-off at 6. Also tonight, the third-ranked Gators softball team takes on number one UCLA at the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic in Palm Springs, California. The Gators come into this matchup with a 10-0 record, including eight five-inning run rule victories. Tune in here for coverage beginning at 10:15. Tomorrow night, the Gators gymnastics team will have the opportunity to clinch their fifth straight SEC regular season title with a victory over Kentucky. They will face the Wildcats in the O-Dome at 5:45. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Shelby Hickman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil. Owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports cards, whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck. We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry and shop are always fully in stock. You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always... Go Gators. There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. 
Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Hi, we are back and happy to be here on a Thursday edition of the tailgate. Jamie producing today. Uh, Make him a busy man. He didn't do nothing in school today. He acted like he went to class. He just sat there, read the alligator. Hey, sounds like my daughter. So make him work. My daughter was Two on hours TV of work for time. a long time. Really? Night because they were featuring this young lady. Because after that whole incident happened, mm-hmm. uh, this young lady who's her best friend, Lauren. I want to shout out to Lauren, who works actually downstairs a lot. Nice. Um, does uh, sports media. And... Uh, but they would show her, and she was losing her mind. And Ke- of course, Kelsey's sitting there going, "Okay, I'm waiting till the yeah. Okay, now I got to stand up." But she was on TV for a long time again. She's she's become a celebrity. Trying to get those uh, ratings even higher for uh, the TV world. All right, let's get John to join us next. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, good afternoon. Hey, Jeff, uh, my phone's been kind of messing up, so I can't get any internet service right down on my phone. Basically, I was well last night. I I was at work and I looked up and we were up six to three in the eighth. What happened between the eighth and the ninth inning for Florida last night? Yeah, ended up actually scoring two more runs in the eighth, so it made it a five-run lead. And they just they couldn't close it out in the ninth. Purnell started the inning, gave up a homer to start, and then walked a guy. And then the uh, the right fielder dropped an easy fly ball that should have been an out, so they pulled him and brought Say in his a, name. Ty Evans. Okay, you don't just say the right fielder when you drop a ball like that. Okay, yeah, and, and it came <laughs> that back prompted to, a seven run in. Yeah, to really, really hurt it. That, that shouldn't have happened. And then, you know, I think the the hard part was the heroes for USF were guys that hadn't done crap. Then yeah. they they brought in a guy. Off One the, guy was zero for eight, right? Yeah, they brought him off the bench. He had not. He was he was their center fielder. He had started every game, but they sat him because he had been so bad. And he had not driven in a run all year. He hits a three-run homer. And then they bring in another guy that ended up walking. And then they had two strikes on the leadoff hitter who had was 0 for 5 on the day. And he ends up tripling in the gap in right center with a tie game. And then they took a two-run lead. And we scored one in the bottom of the ninth and just lost it. Just well, it There goes, were three different guys that couldn't pitch well. It goes back to what I, I've said. They're finding out who they can count on. And but those guys you could count on a little bit last year, yeah. At times, yeah. Uh, but other times you couldn't. So yeah. I mean, we thought Sully would have a lot of you options. Would, I you, still think he does, but they got to get better. You would hope that they're they're talented enough in the in the bullpen that they can weed that out. Yeah, and not even maybe use some of those guys. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said. You know, it's like find out who you got. I mean, I'm not worried about midweek games. No. I mean, they're important, just as important as any other games. But I was like, I was just scratching my head. It was like I looked at the score. It's like 10. What did I say to you today, Jeff? I Nobody remembers a game you lose in February. Just, you know, it's like not a big deal. But 
Well, apparently you have real internet problems because we can't hear you. John, your uh, your phone's going bad again. Sorry about that. (laughs) That's why you couldn't follow. Couldn't listen to the game last night. See what uh, Byron's got for us. Hey, Byron, I watched the whole game. Yeah, let me see if I can talk a little bit so I don't lose my internet, Jeff. Okay. How you guys doing today? Yeah, battling through. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah, but let that be a cautionary tale to you, Jeff. You take a day off or so, you know, because you have to follow the, the baseball team, and then the next thing you know, you come back on the air, and you're better than ever. There you go. Yeah. Listen, very disappointed that, uh, oh, of course, the baseball team lost last night and the basketball team, you know, hopefully. I'm beginning to think Todd Golden, if he can get his players in on uh, the next year or so, that he might be able to put something together. Because they do show spurts uh, on the court. It's a, you know, they have some mobility. It's just like the football team last year. You know, there's just not enough good players on the team yet, I think. Yeah, you know, Riley Kugel's a really good player, uh, but he has been very erratic this year. He's a freshman. Um, I, In fact, I was told that um, there are NBA people that are trying to talk him into going to the G League um, and huh. saying, hey – yeah, I can't get any better in college. Come to the G League, get better there. And, and I, I, I would hope that he doesn't do something like that. Uh, but, you know, you know, Will Richard didn't have a good game last night, uh, but they did have a lot of guys that, that played uh, at a different level because it was Kentucky. That What they've got to learn as a team is to play that way for the, the entire game for everybody that mm. you're playing against, uh, not yeah. just because it was Kentucky. Kentucky is a weird team, too. I mean, Schwebway goes two for 14 the last time they played, just a couple weeks ago. Then he goes 12 for 13 and gets no rebounds. I mean, he got four rebounds the whole game. He got 15 the last game. So every game is its own game. you got to understand that, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll be pulling for him. Jeff, if you don't mind, can I just switch subjects for just a minute? Sure. And I don't want to be the dead horse because I talked about this. I think it was Tuesday. But I did want to mention DJ Lagway one more time, if uh, you will let me. Listening to Chuck uh, Chuck Oliver earlier today, and he did say uh, that he had seen some video online of DJ Lagway, which might be the same video I've seen of him. And his comment was, oh, wow. This kid is something else. And, you know, when we get into the next season, 2024, I am looking forward to him, and hopefully everything turns out. Yeah, it's tough to have a true freshman step in right away and and be the guy. But certainly, if you look across the country at the talent that he is, I mean, he is the part. And you see a lot of these videos. There was one that everybody freaked out about because he threw it sidearm low and – it was a really nice catch, yeah. but yeah, that's I mean, not the video I've seen. Yeah, but in, in the scheme arm. of things, if if there's actually offensive linemen there, he can't make that throw. But oh yeah, oh, um, yeah sure. but it does show you his athleticism and, and everything he's got going on, and, and obviously he's a stellar athlete because he's a great baseball player, and they're the best athletes right. on the planet. So um, he could legitimately play both sports here at Florida, but if he goes and gets named the starter right away, I'm sure he'll stick to football and hopefully have a really nice career here. Yeah, well, if he's, if he is an early entry and gets here, like I said before on Tuesday, gets here early, like late December, early January, uh, if he progresses and takes over and learns the system, uh, he might be the one that starts against Miami in 2024. 
Well, who knows if they're going to play Miami in 2024. Oh, you don't know yet? I thought that was already set. Well, it's set right now, but the bottom line is if they go to nine games, they're going to drop somebody oh. from their non-conference, oh, okay. and it could okay. they could move Miami to a oh, later okay. date. So, But, yeah. I mean, the bottom line is, yeah, no, I mean, he's he seems like a really talented kid. Uh, I think he's going to end up here, but but we'll just see what happens. Okay. All right. I'm not we'll worried about two talk. years from now. you got to get off yeah, that. I know that. Yeah, I know that. No, uh, anything positive, Pat, I'm staying on. You can bet your boots on that, buddy. Have a good weekend. All right. You too, Byron. Anything Appreciate negative, you. negative, I'm going to go full throttle on. Because that's the way I am. That is the way you are. I am what I am. Love I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. the way you are. Billy Joel. Love you just the way you are. Duels never change. We'll take a break. Uh, well, so far, that's not. <laughs> Come back and get a guy that's probably more in love with Dooley than I am. You can guess who it is. He's next on the tailgate. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 043. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. 
from the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. This evening, cloud cover increasing. Temperatures dropping off into the lower 70s after sunset. Overnight lows by daybreak tomorrow in the lower 60s. Areas of patchy fog possible early. Then mostly sunny skies tomorrow afternoon. Highs in the mid 80s. Our weekend forecast is looking good. Partly cloudy skies each day with highs in the mid 80s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. There are guys who love everything about it. There are other guys who are just good at it. Ben Simmons just strikes me as somebody who was good at basketball but didn't love basketball. A lot of guys will get to the league and then all of a sudden they relax a little bit. That's when you really got to put in the time. And that's what KD does. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is my pick too, by the way. Do you know the name of this song? Cash me. I'm, I, no, you're not stupid, but you're illiterate when it comes to music, so I'm happy you knew that. I can't read when it comes to music? Yeah, you're illiterate. You can't read music. You and Paul McCartney cannot read music. Whatever, dude. I played the trumpet for six years. So of course I can read music. Do you know what a C is? Yeah. Do you know what a D is? Yeah. Do you know what an A minor is? Yeah. I'm just going my guitar stuff. I can still give you all the fingering for the letters if you need me to. I'm going to go on the record and go, I want no fingering from you. I got magical fingers. I'm just going to leave that to... They're long? Whoever you're... Pleasing. Pleasing. All right. That could be me. Let's get the uh, cattlemen to join us next. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Hitting you a little early. Thanks for sending some of that Hogtown weather my way, pushing 80 on Rocky Top today. Ooh, you nice. need exercise. Oh, it was 89 here today, babe. Yeah, there you go. That might be a little too hot. but uh, No, it was exercise. actually, you know what? It was nice because I played nine holes today, and it was uh, the wind was blowing so hard, it didn't feel hot at all. <laughs> hey, guys, I'll throw my vote in for a Misty Mountain Hop when it comes to Led Zeppelin. Okay. I like going to California. That's a good one, too. That was yeah. my second vote there, Jeff. That's a good one. Hey, guys, a uh, little quick hits, a uh, little Florida-Georgia-Bama for y'all guys. Um, that SEC Now show they do, the highlight wrap-up show, the Auburn guy, y'all's guy, my guy Slay, uh, shooter out there at Arkansas, they do a great job on that show. Do y'all do DVR that and catch the highlights? I do not. I do occasionally run into it because uh, I like, as you said, all the people that are on it I have a lot of respect for. Dari Noka being one of them, and certainly Patrick Young and and uh, Pat Bradley. Uh, I like all and Ron Slay. I like all those guys. They're, yeah. they're re- they do a good job, but you know, most of the time I'm I'm watching them talk about Florida losing, so I don't want to watch. Right. Too much. Well, it's um, 
you know, they do, I think, 30 minutes during the week and an hour wrap-up show on Sundays. But it's a great way to catch the highlights and cheat and see everything going on around the league. But, um, guys, the uh, deal with the uh, Florida dudes on the floor caught a lot of attention. Um, and uh, I didn't see, you know, they zoom in. These days everybody's got a camera, including the TV network. They they look at that. I, I didn't see anything. I almost thought the, the dudes were kind of surprised. I don't know what they've been doing earlier in the game, but – I hope those guys didn't get too much trouble or banned or anything. It looked to me like they were almost surprised when that dude fell into them. Yeah, I mean, I think it was – I think, I, shockingly, Jimmy Dykes was an ass about talking about it and talking about how they should be banned from every game in the history of sports. Um, I, I do think there was a little bit of uh, interaction there, but the bottom line is you gotta you got to back off. A guy runs – to that point, you've got to. That's why you're sitting there. They should be banned from sitting on the sideline. That's a, that's all I would do. Don't let yeah. them sit on the sideline anymore. You did something, or just was, don't go high, like subtly trip them. That's what yeah. I would have done. Probably the, probably the underlying issue there is is get the fat cat boosters off the floor. That's probably the answer. Yeah. Uh, well, but there's a lot of answers you have that aren't going to. Yeah, and they and they're they're everywhere yeah, but, with but never I, really any incident. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you look at the I, NBA. I the NBA, every game, is there's people all over yeah. the place on the floor. Yeah, but I do think, you know, it's a combustible situation when you get fans and players interacting, you know, physically. That's never a good thing. We talk about it after the game, but during the game, they're right there, too. And just kind of want to defend your guys. I didn't see anything when they slowed it down. I didn't think it was anywhere that. near as bad it was made out to be, uh, but it certainly was not a good look. And you might imagine that was the big topic on Matt Jones today for two hours, Pat. Uh, if if the first time I listen to Matt Jones will be the first time. So <laughs> the Kentucky fans KSR radio for folks with a smartphone they weren't too pleased, but whatever. Oh, that. we got to get rid of. We've got to kick out uh, Florida out of the league now. I mean, they, yeah, yeah. Hey, moving on here, guys. I don't know if y'all. Why do you think I hate Kentucky so much? There you go. Moving along, guys. Um, there's another Georgia football player got caught with a moving violation, apparently drag racing or something along, something along those lines. Have y'all reported on that? Nope. Haven't heard about okay, that one. I'm assuming in the days of NIL, everybody's got a muscle car. I don't know if, if y'all seen the parking lot outside Florida practices. Everybody riding around in a in a Stang 5.0 Shelby these days. There's actually not not a lot. There's well, apparently, a the, uh, not a, you. Know, you know one thing about Florida, you better have a scooter. If you don't have a scooter, you you're <laughs> yeah, not gonna be able to get around because it's the yeah. parking here is. Well, well, anyway, some Florida, some Georgia football player got popped with drag racing or something along those lines. Y'all could Google, ask Mr. Google there. But got me to thinking, guys, when Kirby got the job, one of the first things he did was change the uh, freedom of information laws in the state of Georgia from like a week to, or so to 90 days. Have we ever heard the uh, toxicology on the tragedy they had up there after the national title game? I don't know that we've heard the toxicology. I do know that um... – there's been a lot of talk about, um, you know, what what exactly happened with because it was a, a staffer and a um, yeah. Well, they say usually it's like four. I don't. Six, I don't yeah, know. Used, I don't know. What, you know they, they say usually four to six weeks to get the toxicology back, and they do that, of course. And I just wondered if we, it, you know, if that ever came out. Or if it no, got and I don't know what rug. difference it makes. To be honest with you, it makes a difference well, in terms know, of the lawsuit. Well, I mean, or, I think we all, in, in a tragedy, we all we're all curious. Um, was it just unfortunate, or was it drugs and alcohol? And um, I just was wondering if y'all ever heard the results of the toxicology. No. I wonder if it got hushed up. No, I've I've not heard about it. 
Hey, last thing for you guys. One of the things you might not have heard about this Miller guys. I think we're all being Matlock on this on this deal. Everybody's a shade tree lawyer, and it's been pretty well dissected at this point. Still don't understand how he missed a felony transportation of a firearm. But um, heard something new today, guys. I wanted to send along to you. The guy who the trigger man's in jail. He's gone. But the um, Miller's going to be a huge target for a uh, wrongful death lawsuit. I heard a legal expert saying he's probably not even going to see more than 10% of his first contract. It's probably all going to that family. Minute, he, minute the ink's dry on his contract, he's getting hit with a wrongful death lawsuit. The family doesn't want anything to happen to that dude right now. They don't want to see him go to jail. Yeah, he scored 41 points last night. Well, what, what's, a, what's a lottery pick's entry contract in the, NF, in the NBA? Signing bonus? You're probably looking at that. That's probably be a lot of money. He'll be, he will be the first pick, I promise you. Yeah, I, I'd say there'll be a lawyer waiting for him right when he walks off the stage with a fat lawsuit. Y'all hang in there. All right, Mike. Thank you. He is so obsessed with Brandon Miller. But you know why? Because in the news. Well, he, there's one great team in in the SEC, and there's one lesser team. Who's the lesser team? His team. Yeah, that's why. Brandon Miller was unbelievable last. That game was incredible, and I'm watching the game, and I'm going, "Wow, Alabama's going to lose, and everybody's going to freak out, and they're going to say, well, this is.'" You know, what happens when you have this distraction and everything? And then Brandon Miller just goes, okay, I'm taking the game over. He, they could not stop him. It was I, He could have scored 80. It was unbelievable. Yeah, he's good. Let's talk about uh, Mike and how good he is. What's up, Mike? Hey, gentlemen. Just as a Gator fan, if he was a Gator, I wouldn't want him on the court. You, you know, the transferring a gun to somebody that leads in a murder, uh, I'm sorry, can't can't do that. So, um, uh, you know, being not being able to legally charge him doesn't mean he's not uh, responsible, partly responsible for what happened. That's just, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? Giving a gun to somebody you know is in a bad place. But anyway, that's yeah, the well, I agree with. like somebody made a good point. They go, if if some if you called somebody and said, hey, can you bring me a sandwich? <laughs> you know what you're gonna that guy's gonna do with a sandwich, right? Eat it. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Pat. Um, I did want to say I hope they have Cornelius Ingram on the list for tight ends coach. The guy has impeccable character. Obviously, he's an unbelievable motivator of young student athletes. Uh, to me, it's a no-brainer, uh, and I, I wouldn't mind getting Ike Hillier for receiver coach either. Yeah, but I will say this. I don't know anything. But I will say this. I don't think that's the way this coach is running. Uh, and I, I don't disagree with you on that. Yeah. But I, I just, the fact that I, I know some things about some other people. Yeah, there, there's, you know, I think for him, he'd rather get people that he's tied to yeah. and has trust in as opposed to what the school has ties in. Yeah. Well, I know. But I'm also looking at the guy's, the character he has, and, and even if he wasn't a Gator, what he's done for almost every sport he's ever coached, taking people to championships, to me that means something. It means that you can motivate. Uh, I totally agree with you on yeah, that. Yeah, he's very yeah. – CI is really, really what, good. Yeah, and that's what we missed last year is motivating players to play hard. I don't know if you've seen the clip, but somebody put together the play of Gator defensive players that didn't give any effort on one play or another play. I mean, just pitiful. You've got to be able to – 
to motivate your players, to me, that's the number one thing a coach does is to motivate them to play hard. And if you can't do that, I don't care about the X's and O's. They're not playing hard. You're not going to win. Mm-hmm. Not going to have a chance. A yeah. We saw all that. And you didn't say anything about Ike. But is that, that's another thing. That's yeah, I don't know what – I I mean, obviously Ike is looking – I guess is looking for a job because he was at Auburn. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, again, we I love Ike, and Ike's been unbelievably gracious to me over the years. So I, I would love it if it happened. I was so happy when they hired Mike Peterson. But, yeah, um, you know, uh, you can't just fill your – Roster well, with ex skaters, you know. That's... Yeah, and I agree there too. It just, but if you can fill them with quality people, ex skaters, and that, that that were here when we there was a championship uh, feeling, and they knew what it took, the effort it took to win championships. Those that's pretty valuable too. Yeah, but I also think that it's it's such a different world these days that um, yeah. I'm not even sure that that kind of stuff matters anymore. Um, so I mean, look, if you think that he's the best tight ends coach you could hire, then go get him. If not, then yeah. don't. I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not, um, uh, I'm not obsessed with getting former coaches because I've seen teams and programs suffer from that. Oh, I agree. I agree. I'm not saying, but to me, Ingram is just a, a cut above an awful lot of people. And I, I just, I wish he could get a chance to get his foot in the door. Um, but, and, and, you know, losing Tony, to me, I, I always listen to Coach Greer. Players play the way they're coached. And we didn't have a defensive back turn around and find the ball one time last year. And when you watch the NFL, the, 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 the defensive back at the last second turns around and finds the ball. We never did that. The tackling was the softest I've seen. People avoiding wanting to tackle last year. It just I didn't see players that were motivated. And so, and that's his job. Uh, and then things like playing 15 yards off the line when you have a third and five. Just a lot of times it just – and it didn't get any better. You at least think it's going to get better. It, it, it didn't. So, I, to me, that's not a big loss. You know, one guy can be a great coach one year, and the next year, because of personal problems or something else, he's not a good coach anymore. So, just because a guy has a background doesn't mean he's still that person. Um so anyway, uh, I'd like to see him get a chance, but we'll see. All right, Mike, appreciate you. All right, we need a break. We'll knock that out and come back and wrap up the first hour. You're listening to The Tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Shelby Hickman. Tonight, the Gators women's basketball team faces off against Alabama in the O-Dome with coverage beginning here at 545 and tip-off at 6. The Gators will look to bounce back from their five-game losing streak with their most recent loss delivered to them by LSU on Sunday night. Also tonight, the Gators softball team will face first-ranked UCLA in the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic in Palm Springs, California. Tune in here for coverage beginning at 1015. The Gators come into this matchup ranked third in the NCAA and are off to one of their hottest offensive starts in program history. Averaging 11.8 runs per game in their 10-0 start to the season, the Gators are the best scoring offense in the nation. They also lead in batting average, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, and walks. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Shelby Hickman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. 
It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs, and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. The holidays are here, and as much as we like friends and family coming over, sometimes there are those few that make the house smell like poo-poo. Well, there's an easy solution for the ones you don't want in the house. Show them the outhouse, because with Florida Portable Services, it's as easy as you not liking that casserole that Grandma brought over. They provide portable toilets, restroom trailers with AC, and you can even listen to music and watch TV while you pee. Call 1-800-864-5387 and book your reservation today. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. Get ready for International Diamond Center's largest bridal event ever with a head-to-head matchup of the nation's two most acclaimed ring designers, Takori and Viragio. It's next weekend, March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. For the first time ever, IDC's flying in the entire collections from these iconic designers. All the newest creations with special cash incentives and long-term zero-interest financing. There has never been a better time to get the ring of your dreams. These are the best of the best in stunning handcrafted bridal jewelry. Takori from California with its signature crescent design. And Viraggio from New York with its distinctive, unique look unlike any other. Compare these spectacular rings side by side. And if you buy the ring and the matching band during this event, IDC will give you 15 hundred dollars towards your purchase. Plus, we're opening up the vault with thousands of GIA and Forevermark diamonds to choose from. And exceptional prices for this three-day buying opportunity. Don't miss the two most sought-after designers, Takori and Viraggio, coming together on the IDC stage for three incredible days. March 3rd through 5th. With special incentives and zero-interest financing. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. The big screen. Big screen. The atmospheric lighting. The unbelievable sound. There's only one place you could be. Uh, yeah. Um, at my house? Oh, yes. Very nice. Get the home theater you have always dreamed of. Electronics World in Gainesville. Visit electronicsworld.net for more information. Hoop, there it is with Steve Russell and ESPN's Mark Wise. Monday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. All right, we're back here. <laughs> I hope our bikes were off during that time. I'll tell you everything you said. I was ripping. 
Yeah, you you do, but you're always looking at your phone. You're like a because uh, I don't because I don't look at it all day. And like this is my Z person. this is my opportunity to try to catch up on life and deal with all the BS. I'm your life. I already saw I you today. I am your life for two years. I saw you today. Already. Or two hours, sorry, or two not two years. It's been longer than two years, hasn't it? I think it has. Yeah, because Kelsey was moving into her. First apartment. I was thinking about this the other day. Kelsey was moving into her first apartment as a freshman at Florida. Now she's a senior. And we were doing the show. Because I remember rushing in here and I was all sweaty and everything. So it's been about four years that we've Dang. been doing this together. And and that doesn't even count the uh, Dozo and Dooley years. I think you got a text back. I seeing. Oh, it's from Mike Hilliard. Booyah! Breaking news. Yeah, it would be really cool to come back home. There you go. How about that? That would be uh, really cool. Yeah, lot, lots of options, certainly. And, and I'm I'm never going to tell a coach who to hire. Of never. course. I can suggest, but I would never tell him. And the coach is going to laugh at you because he's that, got a list. It's his job on the line, not mine. Mm-hmm. If he... If he Screws up. For example, when um, Charlie Weiss got fired, or not fired, but he somehow came, he convinced Kansas he'd be a great head coach. And he goes to Kansas, and I'm like, hire Kerwin Bell, hire Kerwin Bell. I hope they hire Kerwin Bell. But I'm like, if they don't, they don't. You know, it's, that's – and they, they hired Brent Peace, and uh, it didn't work out, obviously. Uh, they did the first year. They were pretty good. Went eleven and two, and then it went downhill. Um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, mentally, if if I'm sitting here, I go Cornelius Ingram, I kill your perfect hires. May not be. I don't know. Yeah, two guys that have obviously been in it and have ties to the university, but you don't have a relationship with a coach. And I think right. that's the way life works. I mean, there, there's a lot of people that might be yeah. more qualified for a job than somebody else, but because they know somebody else, they're getting the job. And that's just the way it does because the person doing the hiring has a relationship with them. They've worked together in the past. They trust each other. And obviously if you're putting together a staff and you have people working for you, you want to, have somebody that you know you have a history of trust in. Like-minded is what you want. Now, I, I will say this. I think coaches get a little bit too, and I'm not obviously just not talking yeah. about Billy Napier. They get a little too obsessed with that. Yeah, because you're right. Sometimes it might be good to bring in a whole nother mindset somebody of something. Somebody with a different yeah, eye, And they can eyes, give you a, yeah. a different look. And, like, and again, I don't, I don't know how much – Spurrier's been involved, but if I'm a coach, I feel like I would go pick his brain as much as I could and have that opportunity, but I don't think the coaches around here have done that. But you have that kind of asset, and you just you have to humble yourself sometimes maybe to go do that. Yeah, and I don't think that the history of Florida football is important. To any any coach that's been here in the last... No, they they have to do their thing and... You're not going to win any games, games because of what what Urban Meyer did. You're not sure. going to win any games because of what I kill you did. Right. You have your own philosophy, yeah. and you've learned. I mean, some 
And so in that case, Napier would probably be more prone to call up Nick Saban than he would be to go to Steve Spurrier. Exactly, exactly. Because that's what he learned under, and that's what he was a part of, and that's where, in his mind, things work, and that's how they're supposed to be done. That's the D.C. they have now is because he was there when Napier was there. He got there. He was actually there when Napier got to Louisiana, um, Austin Armstrong, and – you know, I mean, is that Chris's dad? It could be, and I've heard he said unbelievable batting practice homers. So he's got that going for him. But I mean, you know, Ball Caglione hit last night. Hit the ice cream truck out there in right center field. I I, I watched and listened or listened to all the game. That was the most miserable ninth inning in the history of. You know, like I I told you, the worst day in in the history of Gator sports was the day that I've talked about many times where Keontae, we talk Keontae may be dead, which makes it the worst day. And then Marco Wilson throws the shoe. That day was, it changed everything. Nothing's been the same since, right? Would you agree with that? I would agree. Okay. Last night was not a good night. <laughs> Losing a uh, 8-3 lead tonight against South Florida – and then, um, you know, I mean, we knew they were going to lose the basketball, but they, they, they gave you hope. All right, that they did. Hope to talk to you in the second hour. We'll step aside, come back with uh, more again only till 545 because we got women's hoops with Tom Collette tonight here on WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Got chronic joint pain but want to avoid steroids and surgery? Take some advice from pro football legend Emmett Smith. Call QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life with biologic therapies that get your body to repair and restore damaged tissue. These exciting new regenerative treatments from local medical professionals can help your body heal itself with lasting pain relief. Trust me, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Check out these biologic treatments to see what your options are. QC Kinetics, restorative, regenerative solutions with no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. I'm talking about joint pain we all can relate to in your knees, your shoulders, your hips, and your lower back. They'll get you feeling good again. Get relief now. What are you waiting on? Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. 
Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time you can be part of the show by calling 392 talk that's 392-8255 you know if i'm saying something to you i don't say to you i'm going to say something to you and then say it i just say it or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at jeff cardoza uf and at pat underscore dually the grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold it's time to tailgate here are jeff and pat All right, second hour, it is starting, and we are uh, ready for a, a quick one because in 45 minutes we will uh, leave you and head over to the O-Dome women's basketball tonight. Tom Collette on the call, so we'll uh, we'll switch over to that, and you, of course, can uh, listen to the game, see if the ladies can get back on track. Who are they playing? Well, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you what, you talk about a, uh, a flame that has died out was women's basketball last year when everybody was excited. Everybody's like, oh, this is a great hire. we got to get Kelly Ray Finley to be the coach. They just haven't done much this year. They do. They play Alabama. That's senior day. I knew that. I just didn't want to. Okay. I was being funny. Uh, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, the, last, matter, it's yeah. the last home game. It does matter. Um, but is, is Alabama women as good as Alabama men? I don't, I don't know. I, I, here's what I know. South Carolina is better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. LSU's really good, not as good as South Carolina. That's pretty much it. Speaking of LSU, uh oh, did you see a couple weeks ago when Kim Mulkey was walking off the court? She took off her gaudy jacket that she was wearing because you know she wears all those weird colors and frills and all this other stuff, and handed it to a fan, and just kept walking. It was like she was freaking like. Elvis? Yeah, <laughs> Elvis or somebody at a concert that's like like James somebody Brown? had to have her her jacket, her clothes. Like this is Kim Mulkey we're They're talking about here. Probably all sweaty too. 
I mean, I couldn't believe it. And she had this big old smile on her face. Literally, in your in your pantheon of least favorite sports celebrities, <laughs> Kim Mulkey's got to be in the top five. Yeah, easily. Like, who would be number one in your least favorite of all time sports? People that were involved in this. I'm just talking about people. I mean, obviously, you go, if you're my, just talking about people, you go, Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> my my least favorite person that I've ever dealt with is the stupid official score for the Miami baseball team, the Hurricanes. I've gotten in like four or five fights with that guy because he's a homer and he screws up everybody's stats. So I've, I've literally gotten off the air during a commercial break, take off my headphones and go, MF the guy. Because he's an idiot. So is I've it, done that a few is times. Is it the uh, PA guy? No, that's Jay. Jay's awesome. Jay Rokey. No, Jay's really good. Yeah. Um, I like him. But no, the official scorer. So like whoever their guy doing it. He had the audacity to tell me one time that he's seen more baseball than me. <laughs> that probably didn't sit well with you, And he's younger than me. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, you're a bleeping idiot. And yes. then, I, then I got in a fight with him. Well, I see he's number one. He's probably number one. I don't yeah. even know his name. So, well, you can't have a arch a enemy. I know if you don't know his name. Yeah, but he's not worthy of me knowing his name. Yeah, you're right. He probably isn't. If you knew his name, it'd make it even worse. It would. Yeah, because you don't know. Well, I guess it's the opposite. You know all the umpires that suck. Because you know their name, but the good umpires, you don't know their name because you never have to yell at them. Yeah, I don't. I like, that guy last night was not good. Oh, he was horrible. I mean, you you got, you were talking about it on the on the radio. I was and trying TV. to be nice because I I think you can get in trouble if you. Yeah, bash but there an umpire, was a couple of pitches that were just yeah, not even brutal. close. Yeah, brutal. and in opening weekend, the guys were really tight, but they were good umpires. They were consistent. Well, what do I tell you, Jeff? Got to play around and do. All right. Back to the phones. Play around the phone calls. Chris is next. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jeff. Hey there, Jeff and uh, Pat. Hey. And, th- and this, call, this call is, and thank you for taking my call, but I'm I'm directing my call primarily to Jeff and the baseball. Um, I've heard you defend BT Ryapel earlier uh, against some comments by some other people, but, and y- y'all talked about, uh, Kevin O'Sullivan and what his reaction to last night's results were. But I was wondering if you thought that BT might have had a few choice comments for his teammates in the locker room after that game. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he only got the one at bat. Uh, Well, yeah, he was supposed to get the night off, and then they they insert him to try to run into one and and tie the game up. But, no, I I can guarantee you he probably went up to a few of those pitchers and said you're better than that. I mean, he, he is definitely the leader of that team. And he wasn't happy uh, by any means. And, and Sully didn't say anything to the team afterwards, but they uh, they had an earlier practice today, and I'm sure a lot was said uh, at, at practice. But, I, but again, you, you can't really complain about 17 hits. They were fine there. It was just the defense that let them down. And Rivera makes a, a bad throw on a double play ball that yeah, cost two that runs early yeah, in the game. Again, and that was yeah. a big right. difference. And then obviously yeah, the ball yeah. that Ty dropped was was huge. So... If those two things don't happen, Florida wins probably no problem at all. Right, and if we'd have had better relief pitching in the ninth, but I don't. What my comment was going to be was basically we didn't lose that game in the ninth inning, uh, and I think it was the second. It was either the first or the second inning. It was on Rivera's throwing yep. error, 
because if you don't give up those two unearned runs there, you still win the game. Yep, I agree. Despite everything else. And that was a, you know, Rivera, I think he's a four-year starter. Is that not correct? He is. Yeah, but guy, I mean, I guys mean, are gonna just, guys are gonna make mistakes. I mean, nobody's gonna go through a oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but I, I mean, I, I heard somebody calling out Ty Evans earlier, but nobody said anything about Rivera. No, it was big, but the the Ty Evans just dropping the ball was uh, it certainly but allowed it, them to have a little. And I be, I believe in momentum. Uh, you don't believe in momentum that much. No, but I think momentum well, just not not the the other thing. Like I'm pressure. still saying I it, it's eight I believe to one. But it's eight to one going into the ninth. That was eight to one. No, if the Rivera doesn't yeah, happen, but it oh, would yeah, have been yeah. exactly, and they still would have won the game if I can add correctly. Yeah, no, and Chris and I even said that when it happened because it's not only yeah. that error that caused a couple of runs; it also then added more pitches. Because remember, right exactly. after right after the error, he walked the next guy. So then the starters throwing more pitches, and it's affecting whoever it might be. So let's just say that's Sprout, and it's the third inning, and all of a sudden he's got to throw an extra 20 pitches because the inning extended because the guy made an error. Well, now that sets you – maybe he doesn't go into the seventh. He's got to be pulled in the fifth, and now you've got to use more relief pitching. So there, there's one little thing like that that always can kind of snowball everything else, and it's a big part of the game. Yep. Yes, it is, and and that's why I was talking about BT, and they they just kind of you know they 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 hit the ball well, but against South Florida, but they didn't really play Gator ball on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and, they're, and they're, Sully's obviously really... trying to get some other guys work too, and I think you could see last night that yeah. that Lasterus is not going to really have opportunities no. to catch. He stabs at a lot of balls, and you know he had right, the ball go right, through wickets right. in the ninth. Um, if, if BT's back there, gosh, if even Heyman's back there, those things probably don't happen. Yeah, how many balls got by him? I mean, I'm not saying they were all his fault. Yeah, that, that was another, there was another pass ball. Um, he just he's not nearly as clean of a catcher as everybody yeah. else. Right, and but it, it, ultimately it's going to pay off down the road. Sure. I think this yeah. is really one loss early in the season like that. You find I out heard, this time of the year who you can you. count on. Hey, I heard Pat getting on you about your lack of, uh, of being illiterate in music, and I can't play a lick, and I can't sing a lick, but I can. When I was in school, we had you know music back in the day. They, I don't think they teach it anymore, but it was you know F A C E, and every good boy does fine. Yep. And those those are all notes that I've never heard Pat Dooley uh, hit while he was trying to sing. So <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. First of all, I can give you the E. G, G, B, I can do give you all. Do you know what he's mean? He means by yeah. that. Every good boy does fine. And what are those? The lines or the spaces? E. Every good. Yeah. G, those are the lines. G, B. Yeah. E G B D A. B, B yeah. is the yeah, one F-A-C chord I can't play. I can't yep. play the F A C or the spaces. I, I, all right. Well, I'm the anyway, one who can play the you, guitar, Chris. not you. <laughs> good stuff, okay? Chris. Yeah, but I can play the trumpet. But you can't. Play I can the read music. But he, we're talking about Unlike reading Paul music. Right. I'm not that talented. So who would you rather be? Paul? Well, he can't read music. He, There was a big story about how he never read, been able to read music. Would you rather be able to read music or play it as crappy as you did? Play it as crappy as I did. So you'd rather be you than Paul McCartney? I was in the jazz band, dude. Did you have jazz hands when you were doing that? I did. That? <laughs> and put the trumpet down around my neck and then do jazz hands. 
Well, unfortunately, because my hand this, this guy's a big music guy. My left hand is going a little bit south. Yeah, I, you're losing I can't it. Play much. Porter knows a thing or two about music. Let's talk to him. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll come back to the trumpet in a minute. At first, I want to do a uh, make a comment and get me thinking. I was I was listening to the game last night. Um, you know, the error in the, in the second or third on Rivera. You called them under runs. I don't think they would. It was, I think it was first and third with one out, and there's the out at second, and but you can't assume the double play. Now, the error was because the runner took the extra base, but that doesn't affect the scoring. So I don't think – I think those runs – Yeah, they ended up being both uh, earned runs. Yeah, okay, okay, because they said unearned. I, I, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but, I mean, we know they were unearned, and, and Rivera will tell you they were unearned, but technically I just got to thinking. Cause, yeah, and, and Sully, you know. Sully even thought the same thing, but you're right. Technically, the way that it works within scoring and, and doing the game, that's that's right. I think if the, if, the, if, if the error is because the guy reaches base and he would have been out, the only time it's, an, the only time it's considered um, unearned is if the umpire goes to make the out call, but then the, the – but he, the, the, the first baseman drops it or whatever. In, in other words, he was out. He, 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 I think that's the only way it's considered. It's, it's a stupid rule. I, don't, I remember crap like that from being a kid. I have no idea. But um, you hit the trumpet. I've got two Indians. Um, I was you know eight or ten, and uh, I couldn't find out. So I was just looking around the closet, and there's a, a nice trumpet in in, uh, in a case. I was like, what's that? No, that was Papa's. That was my that was my grandfather's. He was a lieutenant colonel in the army, and um, you know, I'd never heard him play or anything. And uh, I thought this ought to be this ought to be good. I asked him because I learned to play. And, you know, he welcome. Sure, it's can't be that hard. So they've only got three, you know, three three keys, three buttons, or I think I called them buttons. And um, I hadn't heard him play in ever, you know. And he I mean, just goes and and, and plays awesome. And I was like, and I tell you, I couldn't make a sound. <laughs> I was like, but um, yeah, I know. I, I was like, wow, really impressive. You know, kid. All of a sudden, I didn't know he he had it in him. But um, the other thing is, I think it was Paula Poundstone, but I'm not sure of which one. But it was a, one of the one of the uh, lady comedians, and that was one of her uh, things. She kept going back to talking about you know dating a, dating a, a guitar player, and then and she went on. I probably couldn't. Ladies, trust me, you want to date the, you want to date the uh, trumpet player. Think about it. And that was her running joke the whole time. She kept coming back to back to the trumpet player. <laughs> but um, anyway, enjoy the show, guys. Go all later. right, Porter. Thank you. Yeah, there's a reason why all the. Uh saxophonists, clarinetists, and flutists all wanted the trumpet guys. Not the guitar guys. I don't remember that. That would have been not a part of it. And the, the oboe players really wanted trumpet. Let me tell you what. Guitar guys got way more than you did, okay? <laughs> or way more than anybody playing the guitar trumpet. Guitar guy got Heather Lockley, right? Name the three greatest trumpet players of all time. Louis Armstrong. Okay. I don't remember. Herb Albert. Yeah. And nobody else. <laughs> it's not a it's not an instrument you play to get ladies. Let's just put it that way. Guitar is what you play to get ladies. Or drums. And I've already got my lady, so I'm perfect. Drums, right? Drums would be the I don't know. The one that they all want. Yeah, but you're in the back. You're all the way in the back in every band. Just throw on a pair of shades and get you know, Liv Tyler. Like, that thing you do? Yeah. That's all it is. Well, all right. I can talk about that movie forever. Yes, so. it is very good. But we're running out of time, so we need a break, and we'll come back, get Copper Gator. Swing the bat, dude.
You're in the on-deck circle to join us next on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good evening. I'm Josiah Caswell. The Gators women's basketball team is set to hit the court tonight at home. Currently on a five-game losing streak, they're going to try and turn the ship around when they face Alabama. Action begins here at 6.45 p.m. The undefeated Florida softball team will try and defend that title as they face the UCLA Bruins in a late-night bout. Tune in at 10.15 p.m. The orange and blue baseball team will look to rebound tomorrow evening when they play Cincinnati in the Condren Family Ballpark. First pitch is at 6.30 p.m. The Gators tennis team will face 25th-ranked Pepperdine tomorrow evening when they hit the home court. First serve is at 5 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Josiah Caswell. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Every morning I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. The calendar has turned, and it's time to start planning the annual carnival dressed up as a charity golf tournament known as the Bob Dooley Invitational. Leonardo's is proud to once again be a title sponsor of the funnest event in Gainesville. When you eat at Leonardo's, your money stays in town, and thanks to the support of the tailgate listeners, we're able to continue to make a positive impact in the community. Leonardo's Millhopper is Gainesville's iconic restaurant. Did you say funnest? Hey, just like our garlic butter, I was on a roll. (laughs) In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, welcome back. We promised you Copper Gator, and ladies, you wait no longer. Here he is. What's up, Copper Gator? What's up, fellas? You know, uh, the one thing that I want to do uh, mention, Pat, you were talking about horns before the break. 
that guy from the Kentucky Derby, I'm sure, gets pretty lucky once a year. <laughs> Very true. If I he mean, doesn't get lucky that night, And I looked I mean, it up. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of great trumpet players. You had to look it up, though. Dizzy Gillespie, Miles Davis, of course. I mean, I saw, I actually, Freddie Hubbard, that's Glenn's dad. I had a, uh, my, my oldest daughter, uh, Jennifer, and I went to the jazz festival in Jacksonville. It was a great jazz festival, and Dizzy Gillespie was there, and he actually talked to her. So How about she, that? She knows him. And he so did, the, he the did the whole yeah. uh, thing where he pushes out his cheeks. So the, back to the real reason I was calling was, of okay. course, Gator baseball. You know, I know we get sidetracked sometimes. The, uh, the first thing I want to do was, Jeff, I, I know I haven't got to call earlier this weekend, but I wanted to call, I think it was Friday night, the first night that the fourth inning Grand Slam yeah. uh, promo was running. <laughs> how, how, you had a better view than I did because I'm down the right field line. How close was Jack's ball from giving that lady a two-year lease on on that on, yeah, on, a, on the Chevy on a Davis Chevrolet? Um, it wasn't really that close. I mean, that ball was in the middle of the parking lot, though, out there in that field. Oh yeah, he absolutely destroyed it, and and it was really cool because you know obviously you, you know the promotion. I knew that it was coming up, and the first time that it happens, it pops up in the first game in the fourth inning, and Wyatt Langford's coming to the plate, and you're like. Oh my God! Is this really going to happen? How cool would this be? I don't. I don't and know. And the second game, it did too. It right? did. Yeah. And Pat, I don't know if you remember this, Copper Gator. You might be too young, but even Pat might remember. They used they put a target one time. They used to be the yeah. batting cage behind right center field at McKeithen. I think it was a GRU. No, that's those are up on the lights. Oh yeah. But I they see. actually put a target on the batting cage, and if you hit that, somebody got a new car, and we gave away two cars that year. And then they they really? stopped doing it, but yeah, that's the. Well, that's why he stopped. It was doing it. Cool to have it back. Weren't there weren't there weren't there Pepsi logos on the on the light post too at some point where there was that was a giveaway too, and that was part of a giveaway that you could you get if you hit the and that was I mean that was like a five hundred yeah shot, impossible so. to hit no one can ever hit that. <laughs> I mean even your fungos out in BP playing golf they weren't hitting that thing yeah um, well unless you know, Pat so, Burrell sitting against you that's that, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we weren't going to go there, Pat. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, no, but on a, on another note, you know, those losses like last night, you know, getting getting beat like that on a midweek game are learning points for for teams like this. Like it's early enough in the season, you don't want to see somebody giving up seven runs in the ninth inning. Yes, you, but it teaches you you can't take your foot off the pedal, even even against South Florida, even against somebody who you you should go out and beat. Even in SEC play, when you start getting to that point in the season, when you're when you're get your opportunity to play, and, and I kind of called about this before the season starts with the run rules and some different things like that. When these guys get their opportunity to play, this might be the only time all season that they're able to showcase their abilities to scouts to to other people, and they have to take advantage of it. and And that was a blown opportunity for quite a few guys last night. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, and Blake is a guy that's even throwing harder now. I mean, he's touching 93, 94 from down underneath. So it's a, it's a great way to showcase that stuff, but yeah, you can't do that against USF and, and start yeah. the inning and make it erupt like that. And then I actually really liked Fisher Jamison. He's, he made a bad catch. He, he came in with a couple of guys on, he got a strikeout and you're thinking, all right, sweet, here we go. And then they just happened to bring in the lefty and then he just left a fastball right out over the heart of the plate. So guys. Well, and, and I'm not even, 
and, and like you're saying, it's not even those guys too. Like, but even Sikaroda was the number one guy out of the pin on Friday night after Sproat, mm-hmm. and he comes in and he gives up runs in the middle, and he gives up run on his first on his inning out. You know, his first three guys that gives up get on run double play finally gets out of the inning, but he did not look sharp at all either coming out of out of the pin in what was that the third or fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I mean, those are those are things you know you can work on, improve on, uh, and get better at. But I thought Tejada was sharp. You know, starting at the game and and looked like he was competing pretty well on the mound for a midweek game for sure. Yeah, he's he's got the leverage being six eight, so I think the fastball is good and he's got good downward angle on it. Changeup's good. Still has to work on the slider to uh, to to be better. But it's yeah. it's interesting that you know Sully ended up picking two freshmen to start on Tuesday and Wednesday. That's how much yeah. he he thinks of what those guys can be. And it's like I told you it, earlier, Jeff. Nobody remembers the game you lost in February. It's just nobody does. Yeah, yeah. it's just part of. Well, I mean, I remember. Well, what happened last year? Lose two out of three to Liberty. Start the season. Yeah. Well, they'll they'll remember it. They'll remember it, Pat. Whenever we play them in the regional or super regional here in Florida, like like oh, we played FSUSF early in the season and they beat us at home. So they're used to beating us here, and they're going to remember that, and that's going to be a problem. Well, you know, there'll be at least two state teams here. So <laughs> that's a that's a fact. We just don't know which ones they'll be. Yeah. The last thing I got, and I'll get off the air, is. Is, Jeff, and I know this is going to be hard this early in the season to answer this question, so if you don't want to and pass and just hold reservation, I'm good with it. It, Colby Halter and Derek Fabian, the, go, the gloves speak for themselves. Are they too much of a liability right now at the plate to not give opportunities to some of the younger kids that are actually doing well? And, and, and you know, when you saw the play on Sunday where he barehanded up the line, and throws a frozen rope to first base and gets the guy on a play that probably only a handful of college kids can make. Is it? Are they going to keep those guys in there when when they're having the struggle at the plate? I'll take it off there and go Gators. All right, thank you, Copper Gator. That's that's always the issue in college baseball. You know whether you keep guys in there who are good defensively, and obviously Halter made an error the on Tuesday night, the first what was the first play of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. That's that's a good question going forward. It's just it's hard because Colby has the potential to be such a great hitter. You saw him last year when early in the season he was right at the very top of the entire country in batting average. Yeah. And then he went through a three-week span where he didn't even get a hit, it seemed like. So he's a very streaky player. I think the problem with Colby is very hard on himself, and I think he got into a little bit of a funk after he, he – you know, he was a Cape League All-Star last year. So that means he was one of the better players in the Cape right. Cod League, which is the best league in the country. So did really well. He came back in the fall, then he broke his hand, and he just hasn't been able to really recover from it and, and get the swing back. If you can get him back, I'd love to see it. But, Copper Gator, I'm, I'm with, with you, I think, if, if that's where you were going. I almost feel like you need to play those other guys that are hitting because – it's just that that's what the game dictates. Well, and you and that's easy to say, but at the same time, if a guy goes over four and is not good in the field, then you, you now you you probably that's been a huge issue in, uh, for a game, especially when you get in the SEC. So, you know, that's going to be the question that uh, Sully's going to have to deal with: Do I play the guy I know that can make the plays at third base, or do I play a guy that I think may may be able to gap one? Yeah, but it's also the guy that comes up when it's second and third and one out. Yeah, and it's he tough. Pops up. You don't want that. You but want you don't want a guy at third that can't make. Yeah, that's booting balls. But yeah. the, but none of they're not. 
It's not like it's. It's not like they got a bunch of yeah, yeah slag guys that are yeah. awful. Yeah. It's just you know, is it it's really good or it's good? Exactly. Do you do you want good and good hitter or do you want really good defender below average hitter? What's the deal with broken hands on the campus? I mean, Castleton, Halter. It happens. Maybe there's something going on. I don't, know. I don't think they're getting enough milk. That would be my heart. Does the body good? It does. Maybe they are you get that calcium in lactose you. intolerant and they need almond could milk be, or could, oat milk. Could be that they're uh yeah, could be. I'll, I'll non dairy. Stay, I'll stay with that argument. I well, I thought we had a call so I was waiting for. Sorry. No, Jonesy got scared. I think something you said really uh, ticked off Jonesy. But he's a he's a big Florida State guy. Maybe he was going to hype up the Florida State basketball team. We could bash them a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I would never bash them. You know why? Because they owned Florida for a lot of years. Yeah. So uh, they're having a bad, 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 bad year. But look at that program. I mean, look at what's happened. And I think when, when you look at why probably injuries are and a big part of it. they had a guy that wasn't eligible. Yeah. I don't even know if he is eligible now. Well, yeah. I remember when they were playing, when Florida was getting ready to play them and he was going to be out for like 16 games. And I was like, uh, and they they were talking about him being like a a great, I mean, like a a lead player. And I don't even know if he's back because all I know is I look at their scores and they're always in the game and then they end up getting beat in the end. Well, and they, they had that one dude that wasn't ready for the NBA. And then Miller was his last name. And he ended I, up he was pretty good staying player. the draft instead of coming back. And then it was a really poor decision. So he didn't get drafted, fired his agent the day after the draft because they probably hyped him up enough. And then they didn't get to do anything when he could have been playing at Florida State again. So that was another thing. That's just stuff happens. What you got to deal with. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a wild, wild world out there. I yeah. mean, in, in sports, it's different than it's ever been. That it is. David joins us next. Hey, David, what's up? Not much, guys. How you been? Awesome. That's good. That's good. I was going to ask. We've had like three or four football coaches this week take NFL jobs, right? Uh Uh-huh. So, I guess my – I guess I don't know. It's kind of a bittersweet thing to be like, okay, we're some NFL teams. Really valued what our coaches brought to our table, but – we only had them for a season, and now we don't have them anymore. So right now, what do you think is like the top priority of them to replace before spring ball starts? Is it the defensive coordinator? Well, yeah, they which they already did that. that. Is that official? Because I haven't seen anything anywhere saying it was official. Did they go with Armstrong? Yeah, Austin Armstrong. As somebody told me today, the Opie Taylor of coaches. So <laughs> they um, they they haven't changed it on the website yet. But uh, yeah, everything is pointing towards that. Being I did the notice case. that Alabama immediately deleted him from their website, so that should tell you something right there. So I guess my question is, like looking at with our basketball coach, looking at Napier, looking at um, like you know some of the assistants we have there. Uh, it seems like our athletic approach right now at UF is is younger and innovative is kind of what we're going for. And by younger, I don't necessarily mean age. I just mean like in your career. And we know Napier's been around for a while, but he hasn't coached at this level. We know that uh, I think 
basketball coach has been around for a little bit, but not at this level. And then uh, he's bringing in, I think, the defense coordinator is 29. So, what I mean, what are we to expect, uh, I guess, recruiting-wise from this guy? Do you guys know like, what's his strengths, weaknesses? Because everything I find on him is he was the defensive coordinator of Southern Miss, and they didn't really have that stellar of a defense there. So I, I don't know. It's just kind of leaving me dry with like what they're what they're going after now as for coaches. Yeah, they got better under him, and then uh, I mean he was good enough that Alabama wanted to hire him, and that's that's I think a lot of why we kind of go okay, let's see what he can do. Look, their defense cannot be worse than it was last year. We know that. You say that, but you you said that about the COVID defense. uh, It it got worse, yeah. The last three years of Florida defense has not been good. And that's why I – I mean, it's been unbelievably bad the last three years. And it goes the COVID year, then the last year under Mullen, and the first year under Napier. It's got to get better. They got they've got to get better players is number one. But obviously, there's coaches, you know, this Austin Armstrong guy and and uh, the other coaches have got to do a better job. I, I'm not going to give Patrick Tony a pass because oh he didn't have good players. I'm not going to do that. When you're the worst defense in the history of the program, I'm sorry, that's a little bit on you. And I think Grantham paid him off. Be the worst. He wouldn't go down. But no, I but I think they're also the rules have changed. Yeah, a little bit, and it's a little bit harder. I I think. I mean, even look at what wasn't the look at what happened to Georgia and Ohio State in that game. I mean, the God's greatest gift to defense. Yeah, but they also and Ohio State did that to them. They also other in every other game they were really good. They had a they had a again they went up against a great offense and and they didn't play well. Uh, you're allowed one bad game a year, and they should have lost that game. Yeah, I get it, but it just I think shows you. But that they're it's... not allowed. You're not allowed twelve bad games a year. Yeah, that's fine. I get that. Yeah. I, so I understand. With the wide receiver coach going to, I think is he going to Denver? Is that Denver? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people were kind of dogging him and saying, "Okay, well, we can upgrade to that." But I think we actually had decent wide receiver production. At least from from what we had in the on the, on yeah. the cupboard. No, um, we we all knew that they the weren't. We had. We didn't think they were going to be any good at all at wide receiver, and they actually were weren't. That wasn't the biggest problem they had. Let's just put it that yeah, way. Which was, I I mean I, I like what we've done with recruiting. I think that we've you know done the best we can from a like upgrade the personnel, like reload the best we can standpoint. I like how many, I like the big guys we brought in. I think we brought in eight offensive linemen, six defensive linemen. And, like, I, I, you got to start in the trenches and work your way out. I mean, you have to. Um, I just am wondering, like, I mean, Gator fans are really, you know, like I think you like to say no one suffers winning like Gator fans. Well, we didn't do a lot of that last year. Uh, but even the games that we, we did pull out, we had plenty to complain about. And it seems like three of the areas that our coaches, like, kind of struggled in like all three of those coaches got scooped up by NFL teams it just is leaving me confused I don't I don't know if we missed something as a fan base or like what no I think they're very respected in the industry and obviously uh we're, we're good coaches and and I think guys it would have gotten better want to move on because 
of uh, the NFL is a lot better job than being at uh, in college right now because college has become such a you know it's hard it, it's hard it's hard you got to deal what with nil you got to deal with transfer portal you got to deal with recruiting you got i mean in football all you do in in uh, the nfl all you do is coach that's why billy oh, yeah. is not here billy's not <laughs> here because he he got tired of all the other stuff and he saw what was coming in a lot of ways and he said i'm going to go to the nba where all i got to do is show up and coach my team all right hey david we got to run buddy all right, take care. All right, guys. appreciate it. And you know, another evident uh, thing or interesting about Denver, Davis Mills just retired of being a quarterback in the NFL. You weren't? I wasn't that aware he was a re- quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he was with the Texans, right? Yeah. So he it's is terrible. He, Twenty-eight years old. He is going to be the quarterbacks coach now in Denver, and be coaching thirty-four-year-old Russell Wilson. That seems weird to me. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's Younger guy by six years, he'll I, be the quarterback. And a guy coach. who had no success in the NFL. Yeah. All right, we got to go. Women's basketball is next. They'll take on Alabama Senior Day. Appreciate Jamie for producing today. Everybody for listening. No show tomorrow because of softball, so we'll be back Monday for duels. I'm Dozo. See you. You're listening to the tailgate. Hear it here first, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into awful pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some 
cold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play it again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports.